Hey Dem Diary, welcome back to episode 11 of my podcast. I don't know if I said happy episode 10 last week, but I'm saying it now. Happy episode 10 and happy episode 11. I've been doing this shit for 11 weeks now, which is genuinely so crazy. I didn't think I'd be that consistent, but it honestly makes me (laughs) happy and I do look forward to recording, even though sometimes I do put it off because, uh, I mean, this week mentally, I just haven't been very present I in reality and just like in the present in general I've just been overthinking the past and the future which is don't I'm not gonna get into it because that's not the topic of today's episode but maybe I'll get into it another day so yeah um happy episode 11 and before we get started as per usual I'm gonna talk about my week now if you hear any noise in the background hopefully not because I have the mic cover on but um, my family is downstairs, my whole family is home today, um, cause it's Saturday, and this is going up tomorrow, but at least I'm still getting it done, and I started my period this week on, like, Thursday, I think, but I was wearing black jeans in school, so, I mean, that was, all, God was on my side for that one, and normally, like, the first few days, it's pretty heavy, but it's been, like, not that heavy. I I guess I want to say the flow is like pretty normal. Anyways, you guys you guys don't need to hear my period um root habit. I don't know habits. So this week I went to well I worked out for a little bit a little bit what I worked out for um four days. Normally my split is five days and I do cardio on Wednesday, but I was too busy Wednesday to do it. And I went to Bubble Coos with my friends on Monday. Guys, I love Bubble Coos. Honestly, maybe more, maybe like equally to Chipotle. It's like kind of generally the same thing where you like can build tacos or build burrito bowls or burritos. And they, and like they have other sides too. But I got a burrito and it was so good because I had tutoring Monday and then I went after I tutored, so it was like a nice little treat. It was like a reward. This whole week, though, has been like, the weather's been all over the place. It's been super, like, rainy and, like, not warm at all, which is, like, it's spring already, so it's starting to piss me off (laughs) a little bit. Like, it was, Monday, it was, like, 20 degrees out, and I was not having it. So, it's just been back and forth, and my psoriasis, obviously, has been acting up. So, because of the back and forth weather and the stress, this week mentally has just not been it, guys. I've been literally, God has literally put me through the ringer, through the ringer. And that's why I've been really putting off recording this episode, even though, like, I'm actually really excited about the topic of today's episode because I love talking about music, but I have just been so mentally drained, not even from school, just from what's going on in my life, which is... I'm not going to talk about into personal details just because uh, of the privacy of other people as well. But it's just been a lot. I'm getting to a point where I'm trying to learn to be okay with it, but I'm working on that. So that's basically my life update. And I'm getting my nails done next week, which I'm so excited about because I'm leaving for my spring break trip in two weeks, which I really need, like, right now. And I'm going shopping uh, tomorrow with my friend, who I'm going on a trip with, for some vacation clothes. And then today, my friend is coming over, and we're going to have a nice, nice cry sesh. A nice cry sesh, a nice 
getting ready sesh so that we feel better. That's just how girls are, guys. It's really nice, though. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice hangout. I'm gonna enjoy it, I think. I hope so. I really need to enjoy it. I've just, I'm so, so mentally, I'm doing poorly mental health-wise. But that's okay. Everyone has their bad days, and tomorrow's a new day. So hopefully every day that passes will get better. Let me just stop talking now. I hope you guys had a nice week, and I hope you guys have a nice, good, I hope, what? I hope you guys have a nice next, good, I hope you guys have a nice next week. Okay. Let's get into the topic of today's episode. So before y'all come for my neck, um, I know literally next to nothing about music other than the fact that I enjoy it a lot. I literally walk through the school halls listening to it. I listen to it in classrooms. I listen to it when, when, in classroom. Well, I don't know why I said that. I listen to it when I'm in class. I listen to it in the car, when I'm doing schoolwork, when I'm studying, when I'm at the gym. It is literally like music, revol- my world revolves around music. I love it so much. It genuinely calms my anxiety as a, I'm a very anxious person. And I just have such a strong connection with music. But uh, I don't really know a lot about what goes behind the production, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So if I say anything wrong, don't, don't be coming for my neck. Do not. Don't. I did grow up playing a lot of instruments, though, and I felt like it was a really chill episode to record and express my opinions on because I just thought it would be fun for you guys to listen to. I don't know. That's just that's just why I ch- decided to choose this topic of today's episode. But yeah, I grew up playing, you know, guitar, clarinet, piano, ukulele, ukulele I don't know how to pronounce it like that. Um, so yeah, ironically enough, actually, my microphone is standing on my guitar right now because my laptop gets shaky when I speak really fast, like it's shaking right now, and it's on my lap. I record in bed, by the way, if you couldn't tell from like the slight echoiness in my room, because it's not very small of a inc- like space, you know, so it gets a little echoey. Anyways, let's get into the topic of today's episode. So... My number one that I'm going to start with... Okay, basically, I'm just going to list off my favorite artists and why. And in future episodes, since this is just the first one, because I have so many favorite artists, my music taste is kind of all over the place, I'm going to list off favorite genres in other episodes or maybe, like, artists that I dislike and why. But in this episode, specifically, I'm going to list off some of my main favorite artists. It's some some of my artists that I started off with. That shaped what genres I enjoy now. Because I like some of the artists that I listed, I don't really listen to anymore. It's just kind of like a nostalgia type of thing. But yeah, the first one I have on my list is Shawn Mendes. Guys, in middle school, not even middle school, maybe like elementary school, I was so obsessed with this man. I saw him twice in concert. And honestly, okay, the times that I saw him, he wasn't a very good performer because he was young and he wasn't very confident in himself as a performer yet so he just I mean he stood on stage with a guitar and he sang I mean granted he sounded great he sounded exactly like his studio versions but you know he wasn't he didn't give a performance basically he was such a good artist though and I think that his writing style is very personal to him and I like that 
because I I understand that some people do really like relatable songs, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I that's one of the reasons why I love so many of these artists. But a lot of the situations that he writes about are super super personable to him, and I feel like a lot of artists have issues with that because they kind of want to make a song that everybody relates to. But yeah, he was a really good artist. I mean, he still is. I don't know. I haven't listened to his new music yet. Like, I haven't even listened to Wonder. I stopped at Shawn Mendes, the self-titled album. But I don't think he will ever be able to top Illuminate, which I think was released in, like, 2017. Maybe? I think so. That was genuinely one of the best albums he has... I think the best album he's ever written and, and came out with. Because it started to see how mature he was like in comparison to like the ep i forgot what it was called honestly if i'm being completely honest um like you can compare his younger music and into into illuminate and he's just gotten so much better as a songwriter and as a guitarist and as a musician in general and you could genuinely see that he's starting to put more effort into his music and taking it more seriously and growing and learning and being more mature and talking about more mature topics. I mean, like, Bad Reputation was one of his first sensual songs and it kind of had more explicit underlying meanings. And it was just nice to see him grow out of, like, his teenage phase. Not that I don't love teenage Shawn Mendes, because I do. I love his old music. But, like, it was nice to see him grow. And... I liked seeing him grow as an artist, but he's just not my favorite artist anymore. Now, at number two is Mac Miller. Okay, well, actually, I'm not going to list it in order because it's, like, my the, my list is just all over the place. I kind of listed it off the top of my head, so it's not in order. But the second artist I'm about to talk about, why am I doing, like, why am I sending it? <laughs> Sorry. The artist, the next artist I'm talking about is Mac Miller, which I really wish I would have been able to see him in concert, but unfortunately I cannot because he has passed away. And I think one of the albums that I genuinely really connected with was The Divine Feminine, and I honestly think it's one of my all-time favorite albums, like, ever. I think he genuinely, like, you could see he started to feel more comfortable in making music and, and finally expressing himself in his own skin. And I think the message that the Divine Feminine was trying to convey with the expression of love to a woman and to the universe and kind of treating the world how you're supposed to treat a, moment, a woman was so beautifully executed. Like, it was such a clearly executed message that he was trying to convey, and he literally killed it. And, the like, the collabs the features that he put on the album were insane like anderson pack guys i okay i feel like nobody really gives him credit with his solo music because um nowadays everyone knows him in silk sonic with bruno but like a lot of his like collabs and features and his solo music is so good and i feel like nobody really pays attention to it so yeah dang is probably one of my favorite album uh one of my favorite songs off of the album. So yeah, I love Mac Miller. He is near and dear to my heart. I think he makes great fucking music. And I think during the time when he was alive, people did not (coughs) appreciate him as much. But that's, I mean, like, he's getting the appreciation he deserved now. And although it's really sad that he's not alive to see it, 
Um, I hope his family is, like, happy for him still. You know, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, so the next artist that I'm about to say is genuinely my all-time favorite artist ever. And he didn't used to be. But he is my number one listen to. Like, I, I love this man. And it's The Weeknd. The Abel, Abel makes music like no other. And I think that his versatility in the rap and also, I mean, like, it's not necessarily rap, but, like, low-key it is. Rap and R&B genre is insane. I can't name a, a single song that I would skip. Sure, there's some songs that I don't feel like I'm in the mood to listen to, but if I were to, like, choose an album and, like, be like, are there any skips on that song or on that album? No. I would say no. I love every single one of his albums. However, I genuinely don't think he's ever going to be able to top Beauty Behind the Madness and Starboy because I think those were so, first of all, well-written. Second of all, beautifully produced. Killed it. He literally killed it, and I honestly think he was one of the only artists to truly set the stage for, um, like, present-time R&B music. I don't want to say 21st century, because there were so many 21st century R&B artists that it's like, I can't really gauge, you know? And I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about, because I low-key don't. But I think he is one of the best R&B idols in our time period right now, in this time frame, time frame, oh my god, sorry, and also, like, he killed Don FM, I mean, it's not my favorite album that he's made, obviously, but again, no skips, that's, and, and he's, every, if you compare Starboy to Don FM or to After Hours, you can kind of see how he's, experimenting with different music types within the R&B genre. After Hours was more 80s vibes, and then Don FM was very, like, clubby, like, electronic sounding. If you guys know what I mean, I don't really fucking know. But I'm, try I'm trying, I'm trying. And um, also, happy second birthday to After Hours, which is crazy because I literally thought After Hours came out, like, last year, but apparently not. It came out at the, like, beginning of the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Um, and shout out to Selena Gomez and Bella Hadid for breaking that man's heart because he made some killer bangers because of it. I'm not saying I appreciate the heartbreak, but, I mean, he released some really good songs from it. So, can I really be complaining? No! The next artist is Drake. And I will say it with my whole chest. I don't even care. I am a Drake fan through and through. Unironically, unapologetically, I love Drake. I am not a huge fan of his most recent music, like Certified Lover Boy, and the one after Scorpion. I forgot what it was called. But, like, guys, Scorpion, Views, More Life, if you're reading this you know, you're too late, that, oh, guys, those albums are killer, especially, like, okay, a lot of it's, like, R&B, like, Views is pretty R&B based, but, like, if you're reading this, that album, guys, like, some of the best music to work out to, so, so hype, I, I can't even, like, I can't even actually explain how much I love Drake. And I know it's, like, a red flag, but I literally don't care. I love that man. I think he makes great music. It's great for the gym, the car, 
walking in the school hallways, I it's a party. Like, you can't go wrong with Drake, and I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you're a Kanye West fan and you hate Drake. He's literally one of the best artists of our of our decade, of our time period. And I'll say it with my whole chest. I will. Is he the best lyricist? No. But overall, versatility-wise, and and for how long he's been around, I think he's one of the best artists. And, and same same goes for The Weeknd. Like, as much as you hate them, you can't even deny how big of an impact they made on the music industry. Also, guys, I love Feel No Ways. That is my top song from him. I will literally bust it down. I love that song. It reminds me of summer and, like, a summer love, you know? Like, a summer romance, a, a short summer ro- So good. I can't explain. I can't explain it. Okay, anyways, that's my little Drake rant because I'm, I freaking love Drake. Genuinely. All right, the next artist, I'm about, the next artist, <laughs> Why am I like, I'm so out of it. Sorry, guys. The next artist is Doja Cat. Not only does she make good music for the girls and the gays, which, by the way, is so versatile, like R&B, but she's also low-key rapping, but she can sing as well. Like, she has a good voice. She's funny as hell. She's so funny. And I think she's, like, so unapologetically herself. She's very truthful in her music, which a lot of artists can't do and aren't able to do. Um, but she's not afraid to be super vulnerable and talk about a lot of relatable shit that girls go through. Also, I feel like she's one of the most versatile female musicians of this time, along with, like, the top female rappers, like, Nicki Minaj, and, like, I want to include Rihanna, but, I mean, she hasn't released an album in, like, five years, and I don't, I mean, like, I love Rihanna, though. I love, she's actually next on this list. (laughs) but Doja Cat's great, guys, for the females, but, like, um, I don't know, like, some, I don't know a lot of guys that listen to Doja Cat, but she's great, and her features are great, she kills it in every single collab she does, and, and even for shitty songs, she literally carries, so, I, I don't even have a good defense, I just think she's a great fucking artist, anyways, next one, Rihanna, guys, first of all, I grew up on Rihanna. I literally used to do little dances to her songs because I loved that woman. She has great dance music. It's also just like really good club music, party music, car music, gym music, like S&M. Such a good gym song to get hyped to. And like walk to it on the treadmill and feel like a Victoria's Secret model. You know what I'm talking about. Like the girls, maybe not the guys, but the girls get it. The girls do. Antsy was such a good album, but, on like, I, I don't know, one, if she'll ever be able to top that, and two, if we'll ever get another album again, because she's having a child, and I think she's gonna literally disappear off the face of the earth, so thanks ASAP for that one, actually. You couldn't have just waited until she dropped the album to get her pregnant? I don't know. She, but, like, it's honestly pretty impressive how much she's managed to stay relevant, even without dropping music, because, so, like, I mean, yeah, she's got the Fenty thing, but, like, obviously, if she's managed to stay relevant without dropping music, she's doing something right. She's making impactful music, crazy good fucking music, if people still remember her album, like, six years after it's been released. So, yeah, 
I have no defense. She's just a good fucking artist, and if you don't think so, you're stinky. So, yeah. Next artist. Okay, this one I think is honestly my favorite female artist next to Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is below her. SZA. Guys, when I tell you Control, I genuinely think Control is one of the best R&B albums I have ever listened to in my entire life. I will say with my whole coochie. I'll say it with my whole chest, bro. I don't care. It's so good. And Normal Girl, first of all, my favorite song off the album, it's so real and raw and shows the perspective of how love is for POC girls. And it's also my number one cry song. And I think I played it like 400 times last year. So it was like my number one played song on Spotify. Which I mean is embarrassing. But also not really because I love that song and I'm not ashamed about it. Her music is just so killer. But I feel like after she released Controls... Control, well, after she released, released Control, her singles just aren't that good. Except for maybe Good Days. But like recently her singles have just not been good. I think that her music is before the singles that she released like two years two years ago like and like up to until recently have been really really good you know like hit different is not that good but like good day is pretty good but everything like control and the stuff before that is so good and she has such a unique like a unique voice that like i can't fucking explain it guys she just makes me feel a certain way she's gorgeous she has the energy of like a mother in the best way possible and she always exudes such a good vibe and and she and I feel like I get that from her I don't know like I get that good energy from her I feel that good energy from her and it feels so nice she genuinely speaks to like fans like friends and it's so comforting and her music is so comforting that's what it is her music is just so comforting guys and i just i love her i love her as an artist i love her as a person i think she's great she's a great fucking artist she's i I just i i there's no other words no other words control has to be in my top five albums i think there's no bad songs yeah and it's so relatable i forgot to say that like it's I know, like, but it's relatable, but it's also personable to her as an artist. You know, like, it's so, oh, God, guys, I, I love her. Anyways, next artist, Ariana Grande. Okay, people hate on her songs low-key because they're, like, overplayed or whatever, but they're so good. Like, you can't even deny, even if you don't like that type of, like, pop music or something, but it's just so good. It's so catchy. You could dance to it. And maybe it's just because I find this music extremely relatable and that I enjoy pop music probably more than I should. I just love her songs. Thank You Next is a no-skip album. Sweetener, debatable. But I low-key love Sweetener. Like, but not all of the songs. But Thank You Next, I think, is genuinely such a power move. And it's very empowering to females with the way that she released it, marketed it, and you know, all the songwriting that went into it, and, yeah, the album was just fucking great, listening to the Mac, like, the songs about Mac is, is heartbreaking, though, because you could tell that they shared something that, like, she shared this connection with him that she'll probably never experience again, because it was so unique, and I think that's heartbreaking, but, you know, she's married now, and she has a nice husband, and she is healing, which is great, 
But yeah, that album was so good. Dangerous Woman, so good. Guys, there is, I can't even explain, like, there are no other words for me to say about these artists other than the fact that they're so good and just why I love them. I also grew up on Ariana Grande and just listening to her songs. I mean, I was a 2000s baby, so, you know, I grew up watching her on Victorious and Sam and Cat and everything else and seeing her grow into being such a good artist and one of the most iconic female pop stars of our time is so, like, I love it. That's why I love her as an artist. I think it's so inspiring. So, yeah. Next artist, who's her bestie, Nicki Minaj. I also grew up on Nicki Minaj, guys. I was literally singing super bass when I was younger. I knew every single lyric. I was a Nicki Minaj fan. You could probably go back a little bit in my parents' Facebook to find me rapping Nicki Minaj songs as as like a 10-year-old. I loved her. I thought she was an icon. I thought she was a bad bitch. She still is a bad bitch. A bad bitch who's a mom now. Congrats to her. I keep forgetting she's a mom. But yeah, I on okay. Listen, don't get me wrong. Her most recent album is pretty good. Like there are some good songs on it, but I don't think she's ever gonna be able to top the Pink Print. I think it gen it set a standard and a precedent for female rap artists in in that industry after she released that because guys, oh, it's so good. I can't explain my love for that album, but like you know, I mean. She has released really good music after, uh, what, the Pink Print, like Chun-Li, Barbie Tings, by, by the way, Barbie Tings, favorite song, know the lyrics by heart. I mean, I know most of her lyrics by heart, but, like, Chun-Li is so good, I, like, so hype, such a good party song, and arguably, Olney is one of the best collabs in the rap industry, and am I biased because Drake and Lil Wayne are on it. I'm not going to say Chris Brown because I don't like Chris Brown, but I'm just going to ignore him. But I'm going to talk about Lil Wayne and Drake because it's the big three, guys. It's the big three. Don't You can't even be like, you can't even deny that they made such a huge impact on the rap industry together. They're insane. They're insane. And that's, it's one of the best rap collabs. So yeah. The next artist is Taylor Swift. I also grew up on Taylor Swift. I don't really care if you hate her, though. She is one of the biggest pop icons of her time, and I think he, she, with her music and her reputation, made such a huge impact on how we view women today. And, I mean, low-key, her dating history is kind of inspirational. I mean, like, she dated Tom Hiddleston, uh, Harry Styles, John Mayer, like, she made her rounds around the entertainment industry, and she made bangers out of her heartbreak, so I really don't see why y'all are hating on her, because I know guys that have been with more girls than you can count on your fingers, so leave Taylor alone. She's, she's having her fun. She's only, well, she's 30 now, but when she was dating them, she was younger. She's just having her fun. Like, you act like you can't be a teenager when you're a pop star, too. It's really hard to be in the limelight and, like, I don't know, like, date because you guys judge her every move. So, yeah. Defending my girl, Taylor. Also, Dear John, come on. Really? You're gonna judge her hating this, hating his, whoa, dating history? And then, and act like Dear John is not an absolute fucking banger? 
after after she broke up with John Mayer? Guys, guys, don't be lying to yourself. Like, Red, guys, that whole album? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You're going to hate on her when she releases a banger like that? Oh, don't speak to me. <laughs> okay, the next artists I combine because they're under the same label, I believe. Whatever 88 Rising is under, they're under the same label. I'm like 90% sure. 99% sure. Nikki and Rich Brian. Not Nicki Minaj. Nikki, I don't know how to pronounce her last name and I don't want to butcher it. She's the, I, I don't, she's the one that like the, her, the our song went really popular on TikTok. It's called Indigo and it was like, you know, I'm your type, right? Yeah, okay. She made that song. Her name's Nikki. And Rich Brian, they're very good friends, and they're under the same label slash, like, record company, I guess. And, I mean, I'm not really into hard rap anymore, but when I was, I loved Rich Brian, and I thought he was such a good fucking art. He still is a good artist. He's funny as hell, too. I still love him today, and I still catch up with his music, even though I'm not super into rap like, hard rap that much anymore. I mean, only in the gym, because, like, it hypes me up, obviously. But yeah, Nikki, I just love her because she includes scenarios that are like generally relatable to, almost too relatable actually, girl, ha <laughs> ha nervous laughter, which I feel like helps me connect closer to her music. Also, she's like super underrated and she has such a nice voice. It's so, so unique and she sounds great live. Not that I've seen her live, but I've watched videos of her live and I think they like, those two and the rest of 88 Rising and, like, Joji and them bring such a wonderful representation for the Asian community by doing these great things and, and being such a good representative in the American entertainment industry, more specifically, like, the music industry, because they make killer music, and I feel like they're so underrated and not really appreciated because, obviously, the rap industry is dominated by, like, um, black artists, which... I mean, obviously, they literally created rap, so, yeah. But, you know, I think it's a great representation um, against, like, Drake. I mean, Drake's not really a rap. I mean, I get, yeah, you consider him a rapper, but I don't really because he's, like, he makes more R&B than rap. And then, like, Nicki, uh, Lil Wayne, all of the big ones, Kanye, Kid Cudi. Like, yeah, just great representation. I love them. I love them as American Asian artists. I think they're doing great things. Uh, I love Keshi, too. I think he's under the same label, maybe. I don't really know. But I don't want to say anything and then be wrong about it. So I'll let you guys know whenever I talk about music ever again in the next in another episode. Not next episode. In another episode. Okay. And the next artist, which you guys probably should have seen this coming, BTS. I don't give a damn. They're one of the greatest artists of the 21st century. And this isn't even just my personal opinion. There are several articles about it. I mean, guys, the lyricism is unmatched. Even in their English translations, it makes sense. Because a lot of the references that they make in their lyricism and, and in the lyrics that they write is references to Korean culture and you know, Korean traditions, but it somehow makes sense in English translations too. So 
I don't really know how they do that, but it's impressive and it's good. And I honestly think this is my hot take. A lot of y'all are just weirded out by foreign music. So that's why you're weirded out by K-pop. I mean, you also might be weirded out by the fans because honestly, yeah, they are weird. But if you look past that and you genuinely sit down and take the time to listen to their music and look up the meanings behind it, guys, oh my god, are you kidding? Oh my god, Pied Piper, Dimple, guys, Home. Some of the best music out there is written by a lot of foreign artists and you guys just refuse to listen to it because it's in Korean or because it's in Spanish. And I mean, when I say K-pop, I think of it as a big umbrella term because it, I feel like a lot of people are like, it just they just think it's generally pop music, you know, or like bubblegum K-pop, like what the girl groups make. But like, BTS is very versatile as a K-pop artist as well. They make R&B music, they make rap music, they make, you know, pop music to dance to. But when I say K-pop, it's generally just a big umbrella term because they just have every single genre you can think of. The only reason you put the K in front of it is because it's Korean. It's in Korean. They have R&B music, they have jazz music, they have soul like funk and soul music i don't know if that goes under r&b but you get what i'm trying to say basically literally any genre you can think of they have it in korean because god god wow i don't think anyone has ever thought of this but yeah in foreign countries they do share the same genres just in a different language because Music is universal, guys. It's like low-key one of the most universal forms of communication ever. (gasps) Did you ever think about that one? Wow. Anyways, I mean, like, sure, maybe BTS is not your style, which is okay. But, like, you will find a Korean artist in general that you will enjoy. You just gotta find the style that you enjoy. Because I promise you there are hundreds and hundreds of artists in South Korea that will make at least one song that you enjoy. And you might not think so, but guys, it is, they have so many artists, it's it's, it's crazy. There's girl groups, there's boy groups, there's solo artists, there's boy and girl groups, like, anything you can think of. And and just be more open-minded to music, and you will enjoy it, I swear. I'm trying to turn everyone into a K-pop stan, you know? That's, that's my... That, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Anyways, next artist, Harry Styles. Saw this man in concert. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sounds exactly like his studio version. I feel like y'all should have seen this coming, though, because, I mean, I was a directioner when I was younger. And I just, he's really grown from being in One Direction to, like, making his own music and songwriting now. And I think it's such a beautiful transition. I mean, it was so smooth, by the way. He's so successful. His first album was so successful. Which, by the way, I do like HS1 more than I like Fine Line. And I'm aware he's coming out with um, a new album soon. I don't know when. I kind of, like, stopped being super obsessed and, like, updated on him. But, yeah. Um, HS1 is good. Guys, Woman or Only Angel are literally, like, some of the best gym song, gym workout songs ever, and I feel like they're so empowering, and, like, his music style in these specific songs and in Kiwi is so unique, and Kiwi is, like, such a good, like, rock song. I wouldn't say classic rock, because, I mean, he's not a classic artist, but 
it's such a good rock song, and I wasn't really expecting such a song from him when One D broke up because like I just I don't know he came from writing pop songs to like this rock song and I think that's why it was so successful because it was so different from what he came from and what he started from that I mean like people liked the change and he killed it he killed it also in fine line that one line where it's like you sunshine you temptress so I would break that line down. I will break that line down and I, I could explain it for hours and tell you why it's one of the best lines he's ever written. But we don't have time for that because I could literally spend a whole hour on it to analyze it. But uh, obviously we don't have that much time. So I'm not going to do that. But maybe in another episode I'll break down some of my favorite songs. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so yeah. Um... Next artist, One Direction. I felt like I should include them as an honorable mention since I just mentioned Harry Styles. And I did grow up on them. I think I grew up on them more than I grew up on, like, Taylor Swift and, like, Ariana Grande. Because I was obsessed with One Direction and I literally thought I was going to marry Zayn when I was older. But, like, we literally have, like, a 12-year age gap. So, I mean, a girl could dream. Yeah, with my little side part when I was, like, 10 or whatever. (laughs) It's not my favorite, like, the music that they make is not my favorite style of music anymore, but, I mean, they made bangers, and I did enjoy it when I was younger, and you can't even lie that Midnight Memories is not such a, a, a perfect song. It's so, I feel like it's different from the rest. I don't know. It's very, like, rocky with the guitar and shit. So good. I wish I would have been able to see them in concert when they were together, but never got the chance because I was too young for concerts back then. So yeah, loved their music. I still listen to them every now and then just because of the nostalgia of it all, but I they're not my favorite artists anymore. They are, I think, like my number one listen to. And the next artist that I'm about to list is also my number one listen to just because I used to religiously listen to them in middle school. <laughs> so that's why they're so high up on my Spotify. The next artist uh, is Five Seconds of Summer. So yeah, they're, also, they're like number two on my Spotify most listened to, I think. Because... I mean, while we're on the topic of bands, I grew up with them as well. And seeing them grow into a different style of music that they are genuinely happy with feels so rewarding for some reason. And I don't know why, but, like, the transition from their, like, pop... I mean, I they still do pop music. Like, they are a pop band. But the way that they changed the way... Whoa, oh my god. The way that they changed how they produce music and how they write this music and the topics that they talk about... They went to more mature topics um, for targeted certain targeted audiences. Like, they know that their audience has now grown up, and they're kind of, like, a, like between 18 to, I mean, like, a little older now because since we all grew up on them through the 2000s, we're a bit older now. And it's so nice to see them finally genuinely be happy with the songs that they're putting out because I know a lot of them don't, are, like, kind of embarrassed of, like, certain songs I think they don't enjoy out of my limit which is stupid because that song is a banger but to each their own that's their own opinion I just haven't caught up with them in a while and I kind of only listen to their old stuff by old stuff I mean like I think I stopped after young blood I did listen to calm and I thought calm was really good but it's I mean like young blood I think is probably my favorite album 
And my all-time favorite song is, I think, like, Disconnected, maybe? I don't know. Or, or like, there's a lot of old songs that I really enjoy. Uh, Out of My Limit is good and Heartbreak on the big screen. So, yeah. The last uh, artist that I'm talking about today is The Neighborhood. Because I know you guys are probably sick of listening to me by now. <laughs> so, yeah. We're talking about The Neighborhood. Guys, one of my all-time favorite bands. Probably my most favorite band. So good for any activity. Again, they're such a versatile artist. Uh, I mean, like, I listen to them all day, all day every day, 24-7. Walking in the school halls, the gym. They literally have any song for any occasion. And I think when I really started to get super serious into music, I started to really appreciate them more. That and, like, other bands, like alternative rock, alternative pop, alternative pop. I don't know. Alternative music in general. I started to appreciate them more. So good, guys. I don't... I keep... I know I keep saying that because there are generally no other words that I could put out there to explain how much I love them. But go... If, if there's any artist that you want to expand your taste to and, and you want me to recommend, go listen to them if you don't already. They have a lot of popular songs that are like on TikTok, TikTok that you probably have heard of. I mean daddy issues sweater weather but like um their most recent album chips in the monochromes i think that's what it's called i don't know the one with stargazing and pretty boy on it the album so so good for like summer like very very summery songs cherry flavored lost in translation super super good car summer songs their older stuff is very very sad and like heavily based in all in the alternative genre so if you want to expand your music taste to something other than pop music or or just a different style of pop music or you want to stray away from rap or r&b they're really good personally r&b is my favorite genre of music but i do love me some good alternative music like freaking all-time low guys i was an all-time low fan i did see them in concert um, I loved Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, like, girl, you name it. I had that emo phase in middle school, so, I mean, if you guys need any music recommendations, you can come forth somehow, if you know my social media or whatever, you know? Because I have a lot of artists that I listen to. I'm, like, literally all over the place. If you ask me, hey, do you listen to this artist? I would probably say yeah. I'd probably say yeah. These are literally, I just skimmed the surface of my favorite artists because if I were to list every single one of my favorite artists, we'd probably be sitting here for the next three hours just talking about how good their music is and no other descriptions because I don't know how to describe the way that their music makes me feel because with the artists that I listed, I have such a strong connection to their music for some reason, whether it be because I feel nostalgic and I grew up on them or because they make they make super super personable real raw and relatable songs for me it's just i love music and that was that's the that's the fucking truth that's yeah so that's all i have to say today i hope you guys enjoyed this super chill episode um sorry that halfway through the episode my nose got stuffy and I'm trying hard not to, like, breathe weirdly so you guys don't hear me. But I thought I'd mention it because I know when I play this back, my voice is going to sound a little strange. So I thought I'd mention it. Even though probably none of you have noticed and none of you cared. 
And it was probably unnecessary to tell you that because you probably wouldn't have noticed unless I said anything. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this super chill episode. Thank you for sitting down and hanging out with me. And I will see you in next week's episode. Thanks, Dumb Diary.